Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of that galaxy and from the center of our own. 
This is Force Center Presents Other Center, Cues of the Other. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Lando. And we are here to answer your questions. We thank you so much for uh, playing along with us here as we uh, support the SAG AFTRA and WGA strikes. We are taking questions from our audience, both online, uh, well, online in the general public, and on our Patreon page, which is also online, uh, as it turns out. And we are answering questions of the others. This takes us into a lot of wonderful different spots. We're going to dive into a second. But as always, we uh, uh, want to let you know that the podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Today, we're recommending a classic. We talked about it recently on our life-ranked edition about our favorite books, and that is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You can get that on Audible, narrated by Stephen Fry. Of course, there is uh, five, now six, uh, books in the uh, uh, increasingly misnamed trilogy of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, but I recommend starting at the beginning. The first book, uh, check it out on us by going to audibletrial.com slash center. That's audibletrial.com slash center. So that's a recommendation. But Joseph, we have an ask. That is right. This week we have been talking about moving past the fear of shifting to other center for a while and embracing the joy, embracing that this is actually an opportunity to maybe get some new and different listeners who maybe like that other galaxy but aren't as deep into it and might enjoy our conversations about, uh, hey, life, the universe, and everything, which is another book we recommend in the Hitchhiker's trilogy of six books. Um, So we're asking for two things. If you are uh, able and willing and desirous to uh, to tell people that you enjoy Other Center, a great place to do that would be on the Apple Podcasts app, uh, the the shambling shell of iTunes, <laughs> divided yep. into different parts for Link to put together into a Triforce. Anyway, uh, if you want to leave us a review specifically saying that you enjoy Other Center and why, I think that would be really helpful to us. And uh, however, in this day and age, you talk to other human beings in person or text or on social media. If you want to suggest other centers specifically to people who you think are, are not as deep into the other galaxy and might enjoy it, that would help us out a ton. Uh, so that's the ask. We're also going to plug very soon. We're going to be doing uh, a special life ranked episode for patrons on Patreon. Uh, we'll be able to respond to the patrons chats and have a nice lively discussion as well as a ranked. And then we'll make that available to the public after a little while. And our topic is going to be desserts. Information on when that live stream is happening is coming soon. There we go. Anything to add, Ken? Uh, no, I'm excited for that one there. We just did our uh, look at exercise. We're going to follow up with desserts to balance <laughs> out. Um, Accurate for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going to be fun. Yeah. Gonna be fun. We should have set that up so that it was really like literally one after the other. Exercise and the next day, desserts. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see how long we're talking about other centered things. There's going to be plenty of time. Maybe we'll do an episode that combines exercise and dessert. But for now, we are taking your questions. Uh, right now, these are all questions that came to us from wonderful patrons on uh, Patreon who answered the call a couple of weeks ago. And there are so many great questions uh, coming in. Uh, I try to mostly grab them in sequential order, but sometimes there's one that comes a little bit later that's uh, kind of relevant to uh, where we're at or something going on in the world. And that is the nature of this first question, which comes to us from Victor Lopez de los Mosos Gomez. Uh, and Victor says, 
how are you? <laughs> we're talking so much about how we're going to miss your discussions about Star Wars stuff. But how are you handling uh, not being able to talk about it? I suppose that talking about Star Wars helped you in so many ways, too. Uh, this was just, uh, this was, uh, came in later, uh, came in recently, but I bumped it up because, uh, it's extremely kind of, of Victor to ask. Um, but also because, Hey, I'm, I, I don't, we, we're not going to talk about it or, or reactions to it, but we are aware that, Hey, the, the, the new show started and this is, this would normally be a big buzz time for us where we're talking about the new show, but we're not. So it seemed like a good time to check in on, on how we're doing about not talking about it. So, Ken, I'm going to start with you. How are you handling not talking about that other galaxy? Is it, um, is it hard? Are there some surprise benefits? How are you coping? Surprise benefits is where I'm at. I, I wish we were still talking about it. I, I wish it for a lot of uh, career reasons. Uh, I, I think I handed it out, but I got, I got offered a chance to host uh, an, an after show for that, that current new show. At a big YouTube channel, would have reunited me with uh, uh, my old Jedi Alliance co-host, and and I turned it down, and to, to kind of some surprise, some support, but surprise, and that that wasn't easy to do because not only was it some immediate income, but it helps it helps my own brand, if you will, but it definitely helps Force Center. It definitely puts us to a higher thing, and I had that. God, are we really doing this kind of gut reaction right away? Uh, I was in a grocery store in the desert when the email came across. I was like, are we just hurting ourselves for some principled stand? And and, and at the end of the day, it ended up being an easier choice than I thought. Because I, I think um, not only is it important, I, I'm finding, trying to find the positive. Again, wish we could be discussing it. I, I have some thoughts, good and even some negative thoughts on the current Space Saga show. Uh, I, I'd love to dive into it. But I am, I am living in the present and not having to uh, seek out the discourse or try to avoid it. I just lived the night that show dropped i didn't even watch it when it hit right away i waited hours hours kids hours and it felt good <laughs> so i cannot wait to get back um there was something you brought up last week joseph off air but there was a video going around uh some in, i think uh, just an absolute incorrect take on a character in 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 the kenobi show and I, I, I got more angry after you mentioned it to me because I said, and I saw the clip. <laughs> I was like, I want to address this, and we can't. So I just have to let it go. You have to let mm -hmm. it go. Yeah, yeah. And then you sent me a kind link to other people addressing it, and that was very healing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jennifer, uh, I want you to jump in. Uh, how, how is it affecting you to be not talking about the other galaxy? I too waited hours, in fact, a whole day before I watched that show. And part of the reason why is because the fun is being able to be a part of the communal aspect of it. Um, and I just felt, I don't know, or maybe it was just me being defiant and wanting to find the right time when I was uh, awake. But I, I enjoy talking about Star Wars with you two in particular because you always bring you open my eyes to things that I, I didn't see. You help me wrestle with things that maybe I have problems with. Um, so I, after I watched the episode, it was like, uh, okay, <laughs> now what? <laughs> and unfortunately on Twitter, my discourse is really the neg it's really negative. And so I just was like, I'm just kind of tuning out of that. I'm also mm -hmm. not talking about it personally on my Instagram, my TikTok, and that is what I primarily talked about. And I kind of had an existential crisis where I was like, who am I without that? <laughs> I mean, really, like we, we, all of us have been talking about Star Wars for a long, long time online. 
being an active part of the Star Wars community. And I just was like, I don't know who I am when I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. Do I have things of value to say when I'm not talking about that? It really, it really opened my eyes to, um, yeah, to that I had something I had not really thought about. So it's actually been a, a good challenge for me to separate myself from that galaxy. Um, and hopefully when we are able to talk about it, it will be, it will be really exciting and, and a happy reunion. But yeah. Might be a while. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to be a while. And, and I'm really relating to a lot of things that you're, you're, you're saying, Jen. And, and I think Ken and I both had the same experience. We were putting together um, promo stuff for episodes and it, <laughs> digging through the internet to find pictures of, of <laughs> oh us together or sometimes yeah. alone where there is yeah. nothing on us that's uh, mm. advertising the galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I did some Goog deep Google searches. Like I know Jennifer was in some commercials that I don't, I don't think she did a, a Super Bowl commercial with <laughs> galactic stuff mm -hmm. on. I'll find, <laughs> find a picture from that, you know, but they're like, Ken and I aren't great about just taking life photos together. And mm -hmm. even the ones we, the few we do have are like, we're covered <laughs> t-shirts and hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they're, or they're comically artistic, like your great drink photos or, uh, mm. you know, it's hard to get a thumbnail out of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We need, we need other center headshots is what I'm getting. At. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. No, I, I echo a lot of the, the feelings of the good and the bad. I had a different experience with the, with the new show. Not going to talk anything about the, the content or the reaction, uh, but I, I think I've been on a fun journey with this is an opportunity to really, really double, triple check what I love um, versus what I get into to talk about um, or, or do they overlap or what, what's the truth? Um, and I just I got I got really excited um, and, and did all of my rituals uh, that I would do. I, I watched the new show. The second it was available, I took my photos that I would normally post on social media and I sent them to both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Great email. Great email. And then I had, and, and uh, th this may, you know, I don't know, this might bother some fans who, who really want us to still be talking about the other galaxy. I found that writing down all my thoughts was a big part of the process for me. And I was like, at first, I was like, well, this is great. I can just go on with my night. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> Nah. And I wrote all my notes that I would normally write, not in the level of detail and didn't like, you know, I'll look up Canon stuff to double check and all that. <laughs> I didn't do that. But like in terms of like what, what's working for me, what are my uh, critiques? Mm -hmm. What do I think this is about? Like I wrote all those notes. Um, yeah. And that was kind of nice to see. Oh, I, I truly, truly want to do that. I'm not like, it, you know, Force Center is we're lucky for it to be a, a part of the way that we make our livings and it is a job, but it was it was nice to check in on what parts of my love are, are my love and my process and what parts are I'm doing this for the podcast. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way. Great way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, to to the heart of I think Victor's question about hand, handily not being able to talk about it, or, or, or Victor says I suppose that talking about Star Wars helped you in so many ways too. That's been the biggest shock for me, I think, because mm -hmm. by talking a, a, about the the how and the why, and when people have criticisms, you know, I don't think we, we try not to ever go. No, -uh. <laughs> yeah. we try to say we we disagree with this take here's our argument here's our evidence to support it here's the emotional journey we went on here's what the actual text says is the text being misread um we we go through a pot process even though it's emotional because it's art 
an analytical process to attempt to, even though it's an opinion, in an essay-like way, still back up what we said. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So being a little bit separated from that analytical process has been been hard for me. And yeah. I think uh, um, final thing I'll say here, and then I want to kick it back to you two, of particularly you know with a lot of the philosophy that I think you know that saga is a morality tale, and it has a lot of lessons. Sometimes they're literally on the screen at the beginning of the episode. Um, and by constantly talking about them, I'm reminded to do them. And I've had some moments where I've struggled with things like being impatient. I have had moments where I've struggled to stay in the moment because I'm having unfounded anxiety about what's going to happen next. And it's impacting me in the moment. Um, I found myself being a little bit more selfish and having a harder time reminding myself to think about the other person's perspective. And those things are on my mind when we're talking about it always because we're we're talking about it and I want to live what we talk. (laughs) So I have been missing living in in the tenets of the thing uh, mm. as much uh, it, it has affected me i have to be honest mm-hmm. yeah I, I can get that uh, uh there's um yeah without you know because we we, it, we do the deep dive in and we have the notes and, and you really what we're doing is breaking apart what it's about what it's communicating so i i i didn't do what you did i didn't do the notes i, I might pay for that late later when we finally do record the show <laughs> um but I, you know i had some friends still text me not only just thoughts but also hey this this what is this or also i didn't like this and i found myself like, like a boxer on his heels i didn't know how to mm. engage with it i was like oh i didn't well i didn't really study it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it you, you i haven't watched it twice yet usually I've, I've watched it three or four times by the time you text me now i'm like uh yeah Sure, right. man. I, I I think you're right. I guess you're right. I don't know. <laughs> like, so I felt the, the the loss of that and and that understanding is something I take into the world. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I find the most difficult thing for me is not just Star Wars, but all movies mm. and TV shows ever. So <laughs> I am mm. a pop culture person, and how I express myself is through memes. References from movies, whether it's lines or costumes or a scene, right? And so it's like literally cutting off a part of me. And mm. it's also a way for me to like connect with other people because yeah, it's just it's just like a shorthand that you can have when you yeah. reference these old things or new things, whatever it is, right? And so online, I just feel kind of like uh, stifled. I was going to share something. I'm like, I can't. That's from a TV show. This was like a funny meme mm-hmm. that I was going to share to mm-hmm. express uh, how I was feeling. Um, and that's really been challenging. And there was a period where I was like, I, I don't know what, I guess I just won't say anything. Uh, but that didn't feel right either. So again, I'm having to navigate. I mean, but that is, I'm proud of that's who, that's how I am. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like that's, uh, so I just have having to get a little bit more creative with how yeah. I express myself. No, I really agree with that. Of uh, you know, uh, I, I think we're all dying to talk about the doll movie. I've been doing shower mm-hmm. podcasts <laughs> about the doll movie. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think a, a positive thing with not trying to keep up with everything has been making more time for other pop culture. Mm-hmm. So my head is full of that, and some of it we—it's delightful to talk about. It's great to spend more time on uh, books and movies, but then sometimes I slip, and I'm almost like, "Well, I watched this, you know, hundred-year-old movie. Everyone involved with it is long gone, but it is 
past work of a struck company. So uh, I can't talk about it. Is that keeping track of all that, Jennifer, you're right, is, is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you, Ken? Well, one of the benefits of this, uh, Victor, is you know we we were able to do a bit of a gear shift, and and and, and a lot of folks are are sending uh, sending send us nice kind words of other center, and and uh, like Joseph said up, up top, I think we we've transitioned or making sure we try to transition from oh my gosh, the fearful is this going to work, and there's still some struggles attached to that, but now we're in the hey, this is part of who we are going forward, and I don't, other center is not necessarily going away. We're going to find out how. To incorporate that and how to keep doing it. Um, well, this has been a lot of fun. It's been some good quality uh, podcasting uh, fun for me mm-hmm. and, and, and talking about the stuff with you. Uh, um, we joke about the revelations of, of Jen being a, a punk Nazi fighter. It's been wonderful. Uh, but um, that, that is a big lesson of, of change and going forward and finding a new part of yourself and finding a, a, a new thing you can take forward. And that's been a, a, a fun um, aspect of that. So to your question, Victor, like, uh, how, how are we doing? Good. Actually, for the most part, really good. It's been a fun journey. Yeah, no. Uh, 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 the talking about other stuff has been really, really rewarding and fun. And not just the Jennifer surprises. That's a big part of it. Big part. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big part of it. Now, now my wife has learned now. I was like, did you, did you find anything surprising out from Jennifer? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'll be like, she listed Sinatra in her top five bands and musicians. <laughs> it's great. It's great. So many rewards. And uh, the, the, I think uh, by far the biggest reward is, is hearing from everybody enjoying it, but then also hearing from listeners who would normally, you know, let us know their favorite five bounty hunters, letting us know their favorite five books is, is great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Victor, for asking us how we are. We hope you are well. We're going to move on to our next question from Douglas Dubois. Douglas says, uh, what makes the perfect opening song on a mixtape? Or further to that, what key <clears throat> mood fluctuations or changes are essential for that banger mixtape? <laughs> All right. Oh, this this it looks like a straightforward question, but there are many sub questions within this. And I'm going to start with that of uh, uh, Ken. Did you actively make actual mixtapes? Uh, n- not a generic term, actual cassettes with two different sides. Did you make <laughs> mixtapes for people uh, back in the day? That's how I express my love to you. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and there's that great semi-sonic song, Singing in My Sleep. It's all about making mixtapes and, and CDs as well. But um, yeah, absolutely. And, and down, down, does, there's an art to it. It's a per- personal art. It's, it, it's not necessarily uh, exact science. Uh, and especially the, the, the only exact science part is when you have, you're trying to squeeze that one last song on before the tape runs out. On side <laughs> horrible feeling when the click you hear the click of the recorder and you're like it didn't work and now you have to send someone all right the Tracy Bottom song cuts off on the end sorry no. <laughs> what are you gonna do how about you Jennifer did you actively make uh, mixtapes oh I did oh yeah I made <laughs> so many and I have found so many of them going and cleaning my mom's house yeah. but I have yeah. no way to listen to them. No way. I have no cassette player. Um, but yeah, it was a real art form. You're right, Ken. It was how you expressed your love or like your friendship uh-huh. or your connection with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just recommending music. I mean, Mm-mm. I think I probably received more mixtapes than I made because I think I was shy about my music taste and you know, I didn't want to make people, you know, hey, I like this girl. I'll make her a mixtape that's 
mostly Guns N' Roses songs. <laughs> and maybe the end by the doors. That doesn't, I don't know if that's the, what I want to communicate. Um, <laughs> but I remember uh, particularly, uh, you know, late eighties, nineties, getting into some mixtapes and just like, you know, uh, you know, it was a Pruder film, emotional examination of does this song transition mean she feels this way? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. God. Yeah. Oh, I got like a serious <laughs> message from my friend at the radio station and there, there was some, some romantic entanglement entanglements, but I, I, I took the mixtape as a roadmap of her emotions to my heart. And that was not the road she was on. <laughs> no, I just thought you'd like psychedelic first. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just, yeah. I just thought the song "Joey" by Concrete Blonde was a was a good song. It's not anything about how I feel about you. Like, okay, I just, you know, it's my name, so I didn't. I didn't. Oh, yes, I've had that instance where somebody gave me a mixtape. Mixtape. I was like, oh wow, I guess we feel the same way about each other. Nope, nope. <laughs> it was just like I just thought you might like these songs. I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, if anybody ha- did have a successful relationship uh, blossom out of mixtapes, please let us know because I wonder if that's something we've all been hunting and it's mm. just a total white whale of uh, relationships back in the day. Amazing. Uh, all right. So going forward to Douglas's uh, actual question, I feel we can interpret this as a, as a literal mixtape if we want with two sides, which changes everything. Mm. Or we could, you know, think of it more modern is like, you know, a Spotify list or whatever. Uh, so mm. feel free to embrace however you want. Uh, Jennifer, I want to I start with you. What do you think is the right opening song of a mixtape? And, and how do you how do you think about the general shape uh, of a mixtape? It's got to sound epic. It has to be driving, uh, motivational. Yep. These are the key words that I look for when I'm selecting my free music. <laughs> My royalty free music, <laughs> right? Driving, motivational. Um, and it should really grab your attention. So immediately I think of like The Who, Baba O'Reilly, mm-hmm. right? That, mm-hmm. burr, that, or even going literally from a movie, uh, ba, uh, Blue Suede, Hooked on a Feeling. Ooh, da, 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 ooh, da, that, that, right? <laughs> and then going into the, uh, the, next, uh, mm-hmm. the next beat. I love that. I love, it may not even be a song that I, on its own, I, it's not my favorite, but it just has to set the the tone for the rest of the songs coming afterwards. But it has to be upbeat, in my opinion. Okay, I love this. I love this. And then, what is what is the shape of it like? Do you have opinions about like the arc of a mixtape, or do you just feel like you draw people in and then you stay in that groove in its mood, or do you do you want there to be tonal shifts? There should be a tonal shift somewhere towards the middle uh, or the beginning of the middle so that it like maybe it gets a slower song, maybe reflective um, or like you could do throw in a Led Zeppelin, you know, stairway to heaven, like that kind of thing. <laughs> a little bit of a longer song. Right. And then you end on a on a high note, another up tempo. I'm, I'm all about the up tempos. Yeah. Yeah. Quick side note on Led Zeppelin, because uh, we were talking about Zeppelin, I had a great experience re-listening to some Zeppelin, because sometimes uh, uh, songs that I've listened to a long time, they they feel a little stuck in the past, but because the, we'd all talked about them, it felt fresh and new. So that, mm. that was nice. It was kind of like a mixtape. Mm. Um, yeah. Ken, where do you go with uh, with the, the banger beginning, uh, the banger structure? How, how do you make a mixtape bang? J- uh, Jen's way. Jen, Jen is right. To, to, to- to Jen, you must listen. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Uh, that's the key. And I think the opening so driving, you mentioned driving, having something, I, I want a song that literally picks you up and carries you. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, I, Bob O'Reilly is a great example. Uh, there's a song uh, uh, by uh, of Monsters and Men called Alligator. And it's a track one of the album they released in 2019. And it's a great tune. And it's simple. And it's driving. And it's rock tune. And it's also changed to kind of mo- mostly an Icelandic folk pop rock band and that song comes out and announces hey we're a little we're a little different right now but it's that type of song it, it starts a little it, it fades in it carries you uh and i do agree yeah you, you want to kind of get back to the feeling i like telling the stories uh like stringing songs together and seeing how they work and 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 you know obviously for me i'm if i'm making uh you know in my 20s i'm making you a mixtape it's because I'm, I'm madly in love with you and trying to convince you. So, you know, I'm definitely going to tell you everything. But but even now when I put together playlists and what I do on, on pop, rock, and radio, uh, I do that live on the fly. I'll maybe pick out three, four songs that I know I'm going to have to start the show. And, and, mm-hmm. and you look for this. You, you look for the big opener. And then uh, you come, you do a talk set. And then the next three songs tell, tell a bit of a story. And I try to connect because I don't know music. You know, um, in terms of, you know, I can't read music, I, I can't play music, uh, I can't do that, but I, I'm looking for uh, the sim- similar sounds. What does this make you think? Does Living Living Moore's song Sharp definitely makes you think of a Blondie song? So maybe that will work. And that, mm. that's why I, I tell the stories, but then also like, hey, we got three... We got three sad bastard songs. We got Paul Westerberg, Paul Weller, and you know uh, 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 Ryan Adams together. We got it now. We got to change the tone up, and and I use a, a two, three, four song uh, set, meaning, meaning mm. it, three songs is a good set, and then you can start switching the tone or the pacing, and then you know if, if you're doing radio, that's the liners or the you know the things that you know you're listening. Da, 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 that changes. That allows you to change it up. So that if the song coming out of that liner sounds a little different or, or changes the mood, it doesn't feel weird. Um, and it works. And, and it's not a science. It's all emotions. But I, I, I like to think I've been successful at doing it. Doing it. And then, yeah, end with something big. And it doesn't mm. – if, if you've gone sad, get a little happy. Get mm. a little – Mm-hmm. Wow. These are all all great notes that I agree with. Uh, for a second, when you said Three Sad Bastards, I thought that was an actual band that I heard about. Maybe that was the original name for the Traveling Wilburys and then they added some more members. I just, I, I get accused, and it's accurate, of, of liking old, sad, white guy music, meaning it's a, it's a, a broken middle-aged man with an acoustic guitar. Um, who might have had a rockier, you know, punk rock past like Westerberg or Paul, Paul Weller, uh, the, yeah. the Nod Father. So yeah, wow, yeah, I agree with uh, definitely uh, the the opening track has got to be be powerful. I, I thought of it with like a whatever your your theme is, start with the T Rex of that mood, like the mm-hmm. the <laughs> biggest, loudest, most powerful, the you know the right. the dominant song, and, and just grab them by the emotional shirt collar, which is fun to imagine a T Rex grabbing someone by the shirt collar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I think a lot of things that I would, uh, a lot of mixtape, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a journey. So I think a lot of things that I think about putting together the run mm. order for a variety show mm. or even yeah. a script makes sense. And you, you, you're both talking uh, about them, like start big, uh, then have a little bit of a surprise. If you're going to go low, you do that in the middle to the, um, to the maybe the end of the 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 second act so the back half of the middle and then you build back up um and i think you can end uh real big right or you could have like the 
maybe like there's a huge emotional punch, you know, if you're mm-hmm. going to put, um, you know, uh, behind blue eyes, that's second mm-hmm. to last. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you end with the dessert track. That's like more mm-hmm. upbeat, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 there's a, uh, a phrase I like that I think applies to a lot of artistic things. I think it definitely applies to, to jokes. Uh, but I think it applies to mixtapes too. Of sometimes the most uh, successful thing is a surprise that makes perfect sense. Mm. Yes, you're right. looking for something that no, maybe nobody else would would think to put that song next. But when you do, it works like perfection. So you get a reason. I, like anybody can just you know, an AI can do a best of David Bowie, and they, mm-hmm. they are, and it's horrible, and I don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's my grumpy moment, uh, my mm-hmm. one sad bastard moment for the day. Um, <laughs> But, but somebody else, but it's the whole, the point of a mixtape is some level of artistry of like, you yeah. would never think to put these artists together, but actually that one ends on the same chord that this one begins on. And they're actually both about regret, but you mm. never think of it. And okay. that's yeah. the personal and what makes it fun and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is. It, it's not just dumping your favorites onto one tape. It's it's stringing a story out. And and uh, and I want to share, Douglas uh, Dubois is, is one of my uh, Power Rock and Radio listeners and always has some great requests and always mm-hmm. fills the vibe. And, you know, I, and sometimes a request will come in that it's not what I'm going for or it's not what the current vibe is. So, you know, all right, I'm going to I'm going to honor that request. Someone will request a Journey song. I'm not a huge fan of Journey, but they got some big hits. Uh, they don't it doesn't fit well with what I'm doing. So I'll have to how do we work to that? And it's a fun challenge. How do we get from uh, an independent band like Child Seat to the big, one of the biggest bands in the world, Journey? At one point, mm. it's, it's a fun journey. Wow, it reminds me. I took a DJ class where, uh, like, actually mixing record DJs, right? Mm. And that that that's exactly right. Like, how how can you get to this next song? Whether it's through tempo, can you slow down the tempo? You know, the beats and stuff like that, or maybe it's like the key. Mm-hmm. Or like you're saying, even the emotion or just like the theme of the song can really be a great way to lead into it. Boy, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I missed DJ. <laughs> yeah. See, another yeah. surprise. Another surprise. Oh. DJ Landa Jazzy over here. <laughs> DJ <laughs> Astro Girl. <laughs> well, are you serious? Yeah, that was my, my name for the class. It was a class. It was just a class. When did you take this? What year are we talking? Oh, my husband and I had been dating and I think it was just something fun that we wanted to do. I think, oh my gosh, like at least 10 years ago, at least. Did you do it together? Did you you did a a couple's DJ class? Yeah, we did it together. And then there was even a performance and I forget some big DJ came. It was really nerve wracking. (laughs) My hands were all like sweaty when you're trying to, you know, mix the mix the record. It was really fun, though. Wow. Look, I thought DJ Atomic Blonde was great at Star Celebration, so not trying to take anyone's gig. DJ Elliot as well. Uh, um, Jen, uh, I'm putting, I'm booking you in Tokyo. Only <laughs> 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 DJ with it. Astro Girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice. Ken, have you ever had a DJ name? I know you. You've been more of a you know traditional broadcasting yeah. disc jockey, not a uh, not. Hey, everybody, come to the dance floor at the wedding, no. DJ. No, I have not. I I've, I I did have uh, an on air name. Uh, that's yeah. Mark Ellis and Josh McCougar will always tease me. Uh, I started out in uh, micro powered radio, which is a nice way of saying pirate radio. It was actually my first time on air. Oh wow! And uh, and uh, shout out to Sky Hole in Sky uh, in uh, Grover Beach, California. Charlie Goodman there, and uh, I uh, my name was Flying Freddy Fables. 
and, love it. And it was like, hey, you know, actually it was like, hi, it's flying Freddy Flay Fables, welcome. <laughs> uh, and then I got hired at the actual K-Bear, the actual uh, license station. And um, everyone there had a, had a name, right? Like Freddie B and, and the program director was John Mackey, which was not, he was, John was a real name, but that was not his uh, a real name and so they were like what's your name and i was like i don't know i used to be called flying freddie fables and they're like no <laughs> so I, I mean, for like a six month period i was ken fables which was the weirdest <laughs> weirdest thing and so i slowly transitioned to just my name and i had a little bit of a weird ego about it here i'm this dumb 18 year old kid i was like my name will be remembered i want people to remember my name and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have well, a great radio name. Your your real name is great radio name. It works syllable wise, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the the desire to throw in some sort of nickname, I'm sure, was was powerful, powerful. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I I, I love the voice that you used for your pirate radio days. So uh, if I have to have a <laughs> DJ name, I'll, I'll I'll be inspired and be DJ Crack Voice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have. Hey, that. everybody, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> DJ was shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Douglas, for the uh, amazing question that took us in surprising uh, directions. And I think we got to go full morning zoo crew. Can we need a sound effect for every time there's a land of surprise? Oh, um, I don't know if this will translate here. Let me, let's see. Oh, yeah. We got. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm on a morning show now. I like this. I've always wanted to be on a morning show. We got Jenny Landis coming in here with the sports. Yeah. What's up? So today. (laughs) Oh no. We we should incorporate these just in general because I, I love it. Yep. Uh, yeah, we can pick uh when we get back to the galaxy, we can pick specific characters those goes with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, with that, we're gonna take a quick break and see if there are any more Landa surprises on the other side when we got one more question back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. We got sports and weather on the fives. We got a lot of things. We got the scrimshaw coming in here right now. We're answering questions here on the Other Center uh, edition of Cues of the Others. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Joseph, we got one big one left. Yes. Now it's time for an important and insightful expose about neighborhood lawn maintenance. Anyway, uh, no, we have a question from Jamie Burrows. Uh, Jamie says, when processing various emotions, which outlet do you tend to gravitate towards? Consuming existing arts, such as music, sports, TV, movies, etc., or personally diving into the creation of arts or engaging in physical activities? Uh, this is a, a great and powerful question, and it uh, touches on a lot of the different things that we've been talking about. But I think it's, it's great that the core of Jamie's question is, not necessarily about you know enjoying these things, but mm-hmm. using them specifically uh, to process our emotions. So, Ken, where do you go? Do you do you have a uh, both or neither reaction? <laughs> oh, where um, do you go? Somewhere in the middle, like in terms of like what do I watch if I'm feeling a certain way or working through some things. Music is is the biggest one. Clearly, it's why we love talking about it here. So I'll go to that. Uh, I don't watch as much shows and, and movies uh, as as I used to, and that's uh, if if people follow me long enough, they, they might know that. But but I, at one point, I I was a complete uh, movie nut. And I had a uh, top 10 list that that was not my top 10, like 
favorite. These are the classic films. Like these are the top 10 movies that I process emotions with. I actually had to turn them into my therapist at one point. He's like, I need to play. <laughs> and we got some great analysis out of it. So it's like, you know, I, I, I struggled with, I'm going to be alone and I have no purpose. That was a lot of my, my twenties who, who didn't experience that. But you know, I was, I was real down and out about it. So it's like uh, the, the movie about a boy I'd watch. And it's like, I'd watch it 50 times, but it wasn't about the movie anymore. It was about that character's feeling that. How do I deal with that? How do I, do I want to stay in that spot? So I, I've definitely felt the power of that. But uh, I, I don't sit down and I'd be curious, I really want both your uh, insights into this uh, for your own journeys. But like, I don't find myself going, today I'm feeling X, I need to write based on that. I, I've never mm-hmm. experienced that. I sit down a little bit later. I think some of the stuff I've done the last couple of years with my my Saturday Night Napsock parody satire kind of show, what came out of there was important things going on in the world. Uh, this is post the, the, the murder of George Floyd. How do I talk about it as a podcaster who's made a lot of his uh, brand either talking about lightsabers or 7-Eleven food? Like, how do I address that? And I, uh, comedy was the way to do that. And so I started to do that, moved. And now I just, the show I have, The Blathering, is just me going, hey, there was a shooting this weekend. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to get angry about it. Or I'm going to address it. So that's changed. And that's been something that I didn't always have to Jamie's question. If mm-hmm. I was feeling down or scared of the world or mad at the world, I, I, I just I just didn't put it in any place. Mm. Yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. Have a place to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we can dive in a little bit uh, deeper on these points, but I want to get a kind of a, a big picture as well. So Jennifer, mm-hmm. are, are, where do you go? Do you go more to existing art or creating something of your own? Uh, I was going to say sports. I really like football. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I know. Surprise. <laughs> That'd be surprised. No, but I mean, some people do. That's where they get their inspiration from. Uh, I have a lot of family who's into, really into sports. For me, it is definitely, it's like the chicken or the egg. Usually it's, uh, and ever since I was a kid, I would escape Uh, I would get inspired by watching movies, watching TV shows, watching theater. And then I'd get so excited or be like, I want to do that too. Or, or that inspired me to talk about blah, blah, blah. And then I would want to go and make the art, whether it was making clothes or making little short films, which I tried to do when I was a kid or, and now Mm -hmm. it's making videos. So, uh, and I, I find that when I get stuck, that is the best thing that I can do is to Mm -hmm. go and just be inspired by other people's art. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing like going to the movie theater. I think oh, when I was, a, oh, I'll mention the name. Who was it? La, La Femme Nikita, but it was the one with Bridget Fonda. Mm-hmm. And oh, after, yeah. the, remember that movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, Point of No Return or something like that. And I remember mm-hmm. afterwards, I was going through a really tough time where I was being bullied, and my friend was too. We decided we were going to take martial arts class because we we were like, we're going to go to the gym and we're going to sign up for this martial arts class so we can defend ourselves if anybody like tries to mess with us. And it felt really empowering. And I was so inspired by watching her beat people up on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) I would absolutely say art and watching art has been a constant in my life. Yeah. I think what's no. inspired me the most is, is Jack Bauer yelling at people. No, uh, no, that's a, that's a great story of just a direct, um, inspiration. Um, and it, yeah, and it, I think it's fascinating for anybody who, who I think anybody can be creative, but anybody who, who truly chooses to, to invest time in it, that, uh, existing art can be inspirational from, if it has a narrative at all from, I want to be like that, you know, I, mm-hmm. that person could defend themselves. I want to be like that. 
uh, to you can watch existing art for the creative process and be inspired by the creators who made that. Um, mm. So I think it offers those kind of different levels of of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I remember a, a shift when I realized like, oh, I used to be all like, I want to learn to be like the character. Now I'm like, I want to learn to be like the creators, mm. uh, which is totally different. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Mm. I think uh, for Jamie's question, I think it's absolutely both for me for processing emotions, existing art and and making my own art in terms of existing art. It's really powerful about it. And, and we've been talking about it with with books and, and music in, in particular and, and talking around the, the <laughs> uh, movies and shows we can't really talk about. I think existing art offers two important things. I think it offers uh, catharsis or change. Like for me, it can be extremely powerful to listen to incredibly depressing music when I'm sad and just accept it and just say like, I'm the business of today is not trying to change it or fix it. The business of today is to wallow. Mm. And and that was one of the things uh, uh, that super turned me on to, to Frank Sinatra. I was telling that longer story on our music episode but just you know feeling true heartbreak and then listening to this guy travel through time and and feel that absolute despair and sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't want to stay there but sometimes it's so healing to just go today i'm going to be devastated and i think that's why breakup albums are so popular right to just Mm -hmm. feel like this feels like it is destroying your entire world and to know that other people feel that way through art, it, that by itself is, is healing and, and cathartic. I, mm-hmm. and I think I definitely process um, emotions like sadness or anger, or just frustration at, at you know the system by just allowing music to to reflect that and sing along. I, I think it's a w- wonderful point and a, a deeper conversation t- to be had, but uh, I, I think that's something I've, I've talked about w- with just people in my life too. It's, it's someone who's battled depression and just, you know, living um, that the thing you talk about, Joseph, of just like today is not a good day. And that's part of this. And I'm going to listen to this great art <laughs> inspired by heartbreak or movies. And I'm going to cry. We're going to be upset. I'm not going to know my way forward. I'm not going to know. And yeah, you're right. The tough thing is not to stay there. And there's, again, we always say we, we give sometimes the simple solutions, but we understand the complicated nature of living. Um, that's one of, the, been the, one of the biggest things for me of like, nope, today I'm down. Mm-hmm. And that makes it all, not better or whatever. It just kind of it gives yourself that permission to, that's part of the process. It's part mm-hmm. of the pro- I think it's Yeah. Part. Yeah, I had um, I haven't uh, talked about her as an artist, so I don't know if if you guys have strong feelings, but I I was going through a a rough patch where I just like I didn't want to listen to upbeat music because it felt like (laughs) somebody telling you to smile for a photo when you don't want to is like even music I loved. And I bought Mm -hmm. Lana Del Rey's first album and just Mm -hmm. like, that's the mood I'm in right now. And I just want to let myself be in that mood Mm. of vaguely Pressed and bummed out, um, <laughs> yeah. and I had a I had a, a, a really a, a good bad day in that I just the dam broke and I felt bad about everything I could possibly feel bad about from you know mm-hmm. career stuff to family stuff to it was just one of those days where everything came to a head and I, I felt the worst I've ha- I felt in a long time like really awful and I let myself feel awful all day. And listened to awful music and thought awful things. And then uh, it, this was a night that uh, Sarah had dance rehearsal. 
uh, it was going to be home late. So at about nine o'clock, I was like, I'm now I, I've wallowed and I've had the cathartic. Now I'm going to let art do the other thing it can do, which is actually change my mood. Mm. And I, I'm not going to name the movie. Uh, it's an old uh, favorite comedy movie. Just one of my favorite feels like getting back in touch with myself. And it's got a little bit of a dark edge, but it's a comedy and it ends on a happy beat. And it was great to have in, in basically kind of one period. Uh, let me wallow in in it through art and then let art kind of lift me out of it just a little bit. Uh, yeah. It was really, really powerful. Mm. No, I, it's, it's, and look, it's like I said, it's sometimes easier said than done or the danger yeah. stays. And yeah, I get all that. But no, I think it's valuable. Do either of you do that embrace uh, art? as a way to change your mood. Like once you've been in a, in a dark, upsetting place, it, does that ever work for you to put on a, a guaranteed happy song or movie? Or does that not work for you, Jennifer? E- oh, man. You know, I was making fun of, of sports because that's a bullied artist in me, but in actuality, <laughs> sports has become a, a bigger part of my life, which I, I'm just now realizing this. Basketball. Mm-hmm. I love watching basketball with my husband and and when we go out and watch basketball and and sometimes I'll be, I'll be in the worst mood and I'll be like the Lakers are playing I'm like oh, all right and then I sit down and I just get so inspired by how hard these athletes have worked and trained and by their ability which is just for me I'm like I can't even imagine doing that it really cuz sometimes with art I if I consume a show or even sometimes music, I can start to beat myself up with it. Mm. I'm not successful like that. I'm not as accomplished like that. It almost like is adding salt into the wound. So by mm-hmm. having sports, it's so far removed from, from me and my world. It forces me to kind of like get out of my own way and just like be in this moment and just be like, wow, okay, there is something bigger than what than, than my life. And it also sometimes going out and seeing a basketball uh, game in person hmm. wow. amongst the people, which I'm not a <laughs> can't tell. I'm not really amongst the people too often. Like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wow, this is how the people live. Uh they <laughs> grab a beer and they have a hot dog, and this is kind of amazing. I mean, really, like I feel like an alien going to, uh, yeah, to no, a different planet. It makes sense. People at the other corner of the state are, is that DJ Astro girl? <laughs> Why isn't she courtside with Jack Nicholson? (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And my daughter is really athletic. And I think sports is going to become a big part of our life. And just last night, she was because she's also really, really tall. And, you know, kids have made comments. And I was like, look at Abby Wambach. She Mm -hmm. is 5'11". Look what she could do with soccer. My daughter's face just lit up. And I was like, oh, this is a way that I can inspire her. She doesn't always care about movies and things like that, but through sports, that can be her inspiration. So that was a real lesson. So I take back what I said earlier. Sports is an inspiration (laughs) for me as well. That's great. Ken, does it ever work for you to use art to change or shift your mood? Uh, it's weird, man. I gotta I was think about it. I don't have a smaller list of, of happy art, but also, mm-hmm. uh, cause you know, the bad stuff is easier to believe, but also if I was to list, there's like three or four movies I could list to be like, Oh, this, this lifts me up. And you might be like, how the bleep does that? <laughs> and, and it usually just ends with a, a depressed George Clooney staring at a, you know, wall of flights. Like that's, 
it's so it's weird. So it's like, I almost don't want to list that because it's like my medicine might hurt you. Um, yeah, but your medicine's your medicine. But my medicine, my medicine, because I find it, but it goes back to what you're talking about. It's like, ah, this person, this story is expressing something simple uh, or similar and, and, and same with the music and, 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 and I can move on with it. Uh, you know, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass is, I, is, is both the most uplifting song and one of the saddest songs I've ever, I, I, <laughs> it, it's the same feeling. So there's that, but I do find um, uh, that, that if I'm feeling good or, feel, uh, you know, um, I, I'll turn to, that's when I turn to creating and, and that's dangerous because mm-hmm. you can't, you're not always going to be in a good mood when you're creating. Uh, so is that the sports thing is interesting because I, I watch less and less sports these days just for weird schedule of life and it's a weird thing but like and there's such a valuable conversation to have around sports in the sense of the damage it can cause the the, the way people put um, weird points as Joseph and I you have we've had I think valuable conversations about the the emphasis on winning versus uh, growth and and and, mm-hmm. and power there's and and how it's how non sports people are treated right as we all experienced growing up at one point and i had turned myself into sports guy because i got tired of feeling out of my friends trading baseball conversation baseball card conversations like i was like i want in and i'm gonna learn that my dad was in sports my mom was in sports but there's some great human stories that can be found in it and and i think jen you're highlighting the good the good part of it mm-hmm. uh, yeah and that's yeah. Been some of the biggest moments some of the be- best cries of joy have been sports uh, watching other people achieve things while i'm in my living room <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's right. it's narrative but it allows you and, and encourages you to to root for specific people and teams and it creates a narrative and you are involved and that is the power of it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah that's great uh, i want to talk just a little bit more is, is there, we're heading toward wrapping up here about um creating as a a means to process emotions uh, i think for myself existing art absolutely helps but nothing helps like like creating and and mm-hmm. i have had the direct i, I remember i'm i was r- really angry and upset in high school and i just drew the angriest drawing i could think of mm-hmm. <laughs> and i still think of that uh and, and how how good it felt and i think mm-hmm. sometimes it's not as immediate as i'm depressed i listen to a depressed song i cry um but i think uh, sometimes you process feelings by uh, the long process of creating something. If you're you're writing something longer, sometimes it even takes a while for you to realize, like, oh, this is what's haunting me, mm. and I didn't even think about it, but now it's coming out. So there's a there's a real long game to uh, mm. getting a, a little bit of a processing by creating because there's there's been issues and ideas, and sometimes we're like, okay, well now I can put that away for a year or two because I just said everything I have to say about it. Mm. Um, but the big thing, and, and I, I, I kind of want to say this, uh, barring a little bit of uh, Ken's coaching hat, <laughs> as, as a suggestion, suggestion to people, I, I think it's less about what you say with art, but the processing emotion part, the curative part of art is creating anything at all. Yep. Just the act of creation. Uh, once you get past the procrastination, w- which is fear-based, and all the fear and the judgment and the need for it to be perfect the first time and all that, once you get past that and you're almost in this more childlike state of it's just fun to create, the smallest act of creation makes you feel more alive. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's more vital than it has ever been mm-hmm. because I think it, there, there's a ton of different things going on in our society but i think a lot of it is about the amount of time we spend 
on the internet. And I don't think the internet is just bad. It can connect people and all that. But I'm just talking about, um, uh, 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 when when so many things feel mechanized and you can't have a flowing organic conversation and everything is a is a drop down menu and if you don't fit one of those three options you can't do anything or if you're trying to accomplish something in in life the career exercise there's so much of life where you do everything you can you push the button you're supposed to push eight times and not a damn thing happens mm-hmm. that sits in our soul and you take a piece of paper and you make one mark on it. You did that, and now there is evidence of the choice that you made. And just that, you decide to take an action, and there's an immediate evidence of it, makes you more alive again. You're, you're a sentient, organic being who exists. And with one mark on a piece of paper, there's evidence that you're real, you're unique, you're alive. Mm. That, to me, is the most curative thing about art. Just make a mark to remind yourself that you're here and you matter. Mm. Coach Knapsack okay. says that's a win. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, that's what I needed to hear. Boy. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> to listen to that this section <laughs> over every day when I wake up. Uh, I'm gonna need to listen to it later today when I try to get some <laughs> some artwork done. Uh, uh, Ken, do you have any final thoughts on this uh, this topic of processing emotions through art? Can't top that in terms of doing it. That's valuable stuff there. Now, uh, just. Uh, However you do it, uh, do it because it's important to process these things. It's how we understand ourselves and the world. Yeah. Jennifer, any any closing thoughts from yourself? No, I, you said it so perfectly. I, I just agree. Just doing it for yourself, not for the gram, not for this or to create content, but just just to do it and get it out there. It just feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't always do it for the gram, kids. <laughs> Uh, that is it those are our cues of the other for this week we look forward to having more we have so many great ones that i can't wait to get to thank you all for sending in the questions if you are a patron and want to send in questions uh just scroll down a little bit uh i I was desperate to find a photo and there's just one i took of uh ken in london eating fish uh so look for that (laughs) he looks real happy as he's looking at his plate of uh, fish and chips uh, and add your add your question under the picture of Ken eating fish. Uh, that is it. Ken, take it away. There you go. The, so uh, eat some more fish, kids. Uh, we're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on threads at Force Center Pod as well. We'll let you know where we jump on any uh, of the newer platforms out there as well. Facebook page, the oldest of the old, not counting MySpace and Friendster, is uh, where we uh, can be found at Force Center Podcast. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots. Just search. You'll find us merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash center. From there, you can get into our Discord, where I have no doubt people will be making DJ Astro Girl art <laughs> in the weeks that follow. Follow me at Ken Napsack or my website, KenNapsack.com. Jen, where can they follow you? DJ Jokes aside. You can follow me on all the social media platforms at Jennifer Landa or TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. Perfect. Joseph, take us home with where they can find and follow you. Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Find me on Blue Sky if you can, because I'm lonely over there. I need more friends over on Blue Sky. Let's be honest. Uh, At Joseph Scrimshaw is my handle everywhere. Thank you all for the wonderful cues. I hope you have enjoyed some of our A's.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 